Hello, my name is Jason Hyde, and today I am here with... Hello, uh, I am the Asian sensation, Omar Mohammed, or that... the no longer Asian sensation if you look on Twitter. That's the first thing I want to talk, what happened to your Asian-ness? Um, so, I had a spicy burger a couple of weeks ago ah. that destroyed my throat. Um, so I've now realised that my spice tolerance has gone down, therefore I'm no longer... on your Asian card. How do you earn it back? Do you just need to eat something else spicy or do you need to eat that specific, like beat that specific burger to get it back? I have no idea. I need to talk to like the, the Asian, the Asian leaders. Ah, do they, do they congregate in Fife often? Not really, it's like... (laughs) Once every once every four years, same as the Olympics, you know. Aye, aye, it's like aye, cause it's I think it's the day that so it's like every four years you get one year it's the World Cup, then the Olympics, and then the Asian leaders go to fight. I mean, the the queue is insane. All the Asian people just wanna wanna solve their problems. I just want to get my spice back. <laughs> That's a campaign. That's a social media campaign. Hashtag get Omar his spice back. Get the spice back. Well, there has been a pressing issue actually that I want to speak to you about because no one seems to have the balls to discuss it, which is one tormentor. Oh my god! I feel oh like this god. whole podcast should just be an episode dedicated to warning society. Are, are you sure this is able to go like eight, under eighteen plus? Because I, I think the stuff that we we're going to mention about tormentor. I mean, it's it's specifically an, an eighteen plus. Uh, oh fantastic then. <laughs> oh fantastic. You can F bomb if you want, man. You don't need to. Oh that that fucking tormentor, what a guy. Oh. I remember this one time it was I think I was maybe seven or eight and I had dreams about being a wrestler and my mum was like that. Shut shut up. Shut, shut up. up and be a, a apprentice joiner or something. And then I went outside greeting and then there stood the tormentor telling me everything would be okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what tales your mum's been telling you. When I told my mum I was going to be a wrestler, she was like, listen, there's guys like the Tormentor in the in the biz. you you got to watch out. I remember once I was having a very frank conversation with the Tormentor, and also Roderick Jones was there too, <laughs> but he didn't really input. He was just kind of there. He was he was standing in there putting on his, um, his shiny gear that one time we were at a gala. Oh, man. I remember, see... To be honest, like, I'm missing wrestling as a whole, right? But like, the galas are what I'm missing the most. Honestly, the galas from last year were amazing. I remember there was that one where I had like I was doing like the full, the full heel shebang, <laughs> and as soon as I came out, man, Fireman Sam's playing. <laughs> I have no idea what gave that guy the idea to just be like, you know what, these guys, I'm going to be a, there. A van. So. Yeah, you, you need you need some music. How about like Thomas the Tank Engine and Fireman Sam? What was was that the same one where the Waynes tried to like? I don't know if you were in it at the time, but we were in a van, and like a bunch of kids tried to tip the van. I, I think that was the same time. There was one who kept on coming up to me asking if I had like a golden Lamborghini, and I'm like, yeah, it's like down the road from here. I'm not parking it up to do a gala. Especially that place that we were for that particular gala, man. I wouldn't park a broken Corsa there. It was... It looked really dodgy, I'm not gonna lie. It, it looked in the middle of nowhere. It was so the middle of nowhere that people were getting, like, their entire weekly shop for the co-op. There was no <laughs> decent shops. The one thing that I do miss about the galas is that 
the ring will be like somewhere far away from where you're actually meant to get changed. Yeah. So you're going to be in your full gear and you have to just walk out in front of everyone in like spandex and tights and just looking like an absolute dafty. See, I kind of, see, I went through the tights to the, the ripped jeans and it was actually a gala that caused that to happen because I think it was my first gala um, and I was rushing about my house the night before just like <laughs> shouting at my mum because I still live with my mum at the time. I was like, my career's over, I have lost my tights. So my oh, mum like really aggressively ripped some holes in the knees and jeans <laughs> and just went, wear them, it's just a gala day. Wait, in. <laughs> still wear them now, that's your gimmick now jeans guy angry jeans man I, I remember the the first show that i did it was the um the wfl action academy and i was like you know what i need gear i need to find something and i was gonna come out thankfully i didn't and like these weird like amazon mma shorts nice <laughs> like, like standard mma shorts kick pads and everything and the the cut off sleeves and just be in the wrestler one Indie wrestler one, and then um, I remember on the day um, Johnny Lyons, well Stuart Lyons, he came up to me and went, "You're not wearing those. Here's these tights that I used to wear." And he's like these multicolored frilly, like tights. And I was like, "That's better than nothing. We're wearing that." Uh, what was it? Was that before or after that um, Comic Con we done? Because I think that was the first time we met. What Comic Con was that? Because I know there was the one in Edinburgh last. I want. I said last year, not realizing that it's now 2021. We've already, we've yeah. already fucked it up. I think it was. Uh, it might have been 2018. It was the one where we were in a battle royal, I believe. Oh uh, my god, the battle royal! The battle royal. It was because yeah, it was the. Well, I think it was SSW that were doing it. SSW were doing the battle royal. Um, I remember I found it like two days before mm. that. Um, oh, like there's a battle royal and stuff, and. You can, could be in it and I was like you know what sure and then the guy that I was meant to go with on the day he wasn't replying to any of the messages so I was just like I need to be I need to be here I need to like make this is my moment this is my chance so um I like told my dad as soon as he came back home from work I was like look we need to go to Edinburgh right now I need to get like I need to get my gear on I need to like get into this battle royal get like get there um, who was it that run SSW again? I, uh, I do not remember his name either. I, I remember one time though. I think um, Murray or a camera. I think it was Murray, but at the time, Murray's the one. I think he was the last one that ran it, wasn't he? Yeah, because I know uh, that was just after, just before it folded. He was the one that I had to actually physically say the words to. That's Hal Rayner. I'm no him. <laughs> but that was but a genuine. I'm not Hal Rayner. I don't mind it if he's not in the room, but he was literally 10 feet away. <laughs> I had Jason Hyde wrote in my t-shirt. <laughs> that's it. Murray would have just looked at you and be like, that's a gimmick, you're, you're now the twins. Ah, uh, Hal, are you a Jason Hyde fan? I knew there was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was only in that Battle Royal for like 20 seconds, in all, like, in total. That went wild. That Battle Royal, so much happened. Like, <laughs> in the space of that 10 minutes. I specifically remember one of the wee SSW guys who their previous show to that, I had in a tag team match. And yeah. I can't even remember his name, but then at that Battle Royal, he was just dressed as The Flash. <laughs> so I just thought I think, that... 
I think I actually remember someone dressing up as the Flash because I was like, these guys are really taking this Comic Con thing like to the extreme. And here I, I am in my shorts. <laughs> like, I was, to be fair, I also messed up that time too because at the time I had the tights with um, kick pads and the, the standard Lonsdale train. The, the, st- the standard the standard kick pads. But like the kick pads had went awry, so I had either one kick pad or no <laughs> kick pads and the, just the shoes. And I went with it and my match You're ended just up being it. all right. But I don't, right. I don't think that's today with what I was wearing right enough. It's probably just today with my immense talent. Yeah. Um, it was actually Roderick Jones, well, pre-Roderick Jones, that eliminated me within like 20 seconds because he was standing next to me in the Battle Royal yeah and we're and we're standing there and he starts punching me i start punching him then he tries to eliminate me and i'm like mate this is not this is not happening right now it's only been like 10 seconds so i punch him get back into the ring he then decides to bite me and then eliminate me he, he just like bit me like gimmick like bite me not actual right, for, yeah, for anyone concerned right. let's cancel him <laughs> cancel <Roderick> Jones. <laughs> And then he just eliminates me, and I'm like, fantastic. That's my debut. <laughs> my unofficial uh, debut. See, my debut was, um, it mostly went off with a hitch, to be honest, mostly because I had very little to do. But then after, I think I've spoken about this before on this, I, you know, you get told to go and ask for feedback for everybody. Oh, yeah. Like, even see some of the times, it's just to kind of give them the weekend a bit of appreciation. Yeah. I went up to this guy. And I was like, what did you think? And he was like, everything you done was fine. But that fucking noise that you keep doing, just cut that out, cut the noise. And I was like, asking if there was what, like, what, what noise was what I doing? <laughs> I eventually worked out that what it meant was that he hated my voice. And je- like my real <laughs> genuine voice. <laughs> so he was just like, don't speak. Oh, just don't speak at all. Don't look at we, me, we, don't we, talk to me. Do, do like a, a debut cane with like the voice box and shit. <laughs> And then actually set myself on fire. Yes. In front of the, uh, I think. Uh, you have to, you have to proper go into it. See, actually, my debut was all right because it was a friends and family, so like we did have a decent crowd for the amount that was in this yeah. hall. So I thought that RSM was like that, and then my second show was like also a decent show. Then my third one was my first ever like seventeen crowd. Yeah. And I had the most fun I've ever had in my life. Oh. I remember, like, I had the. I think the initial debut that I had was at W3R Action Academy, and that was like sort of like a trainee show. Then we had, then I done a gala, then another Action Academy, and then I did like my first like adult show. And then I remember it was me and Leo King. We were meant to go out and we were meant to cut a promo because then Mike Musso was going to come out and we'd do like a two-on-one handicap thing. And Leo King had no idea what to say. And I'm like, you know what? we're just gonna go for something we'll say something so i come out and i'm like yo i'm the asian sensation uh respected by the nation full of admiration and the crowd hated it and someone told <laughs> the crowd hated it and then someone was like oh you shut up and then i was like no one's gonna talk to me like that so i just started speaking punjabi and like the crowd instantly started booing if you want to talk about a very like Equality crowd, that's the one. That's, that's where as it. soon as they hear like foreign language, they just start booing. Well, I rem- see, I remember like see with Jinder Mahal when he was a champ and he would go into speaking Punjabi. Like, 
Jinder Mahal was great. That was super. I, I thought Jinder Mahal was class, but sometimes I did actually like look at that and be like, he's lost the crowd, so he's just started speaking Punjabi and they hate him again. He lost it. Although I remember speaking to somebody and I asked them like what he was saying because they speak Punjabi as well, and they were like. I don't speak it that well, but I speak it enough to know that he also doesn't speak it that well. Oh, oh, that was the that was the same with me. I don't actually know like a lot, but I know enough to sort of just get by in a match. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's how you need. See, to be fair, like if you're out here, it's not as if you need to say legible sentences in a different language. Like I know I a couple of lines of Romany. If I said like fire yeah. trucks are blue, people would boo me. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, um, I remember the story that my uncle told me because, like, back in 2017, um, my uncle like would go to like the PBW shows and stuff, yeah. And he'd always see Sakib Ali, and that was like his, his guy to watch. Um, and there was this one time where like Sakib was, I think, speaking Punjabi or something, and everyone was booing him apart from my uncle who was cheering. And yeah. apparently, like, the face was like on Sakib was just like. Mate, what are you doing? Like, I'm That's trying to get the guy to <laughs> You're not meant to do that. <laughs> oh, I love Sakib, man. See, he's... We we were... I can't remember where we were driving, eh? But we were driving either back for a show or to a show. And somebody was talking about this guy who... The story that I've gathered is that... The guy, <laughs> the guy in question who was telling the story was approached by the other guy who pulled out a knife. And oh then this God. other guy took the knife off him and just knocked him out with his hands. And then this cycle went on where this guy would just keep Jesus taking Christ. a knife to them and always get knocked out and the knife took off him. And Sakib was sleeping <laughs> while we were telling this story and he just woke up <laughs> at the perfect time and just went, this guy's a pure fucking job. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. Amazing. The best amazing. part of it was he then just went straight back to sleep. Like he just needed to, like, in his dream he was hearing the story and just had the input. He's good. He also, um, he, uh, it was also a camp show actually. I was a ref and he was like, I've decided that I'm not winning this battle royal, you will be. So like, he just went to shove me, I gave him the, like, a wee just pew, and he just flies on the rope. Like, he was away. Fantastic. I flicked him and I went to a different county. He, he put you over. He put you over. It is. I, I like to keep man, he's... He's a profound yeah, he, character. That's the best way it's to describe It's pure him, gangster man. stuff. It's pure gangster is amazing. Oh, mate, I absolutely love it, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's... See how some of the sketches he's done as well? Like, it genuinely... Like, that's better than some comedy shows I've watched. Because it's, it's just... like, peak British comedy. Exactly. Like, have you ever seen Man Like Mobeen? Like, I've seen it's... bits of it, yeah. It reminds me of that because it's like the exact same premise of that show. It's fantastic. <laughs> you should watch that though. It's fantastic. I'll need to give it a watch. I think is, was that on Netflix? I'm sure I've seen something it's on Netflix on, about it. I think there's some of it on Netflix, and then the rest of it's on iPlayer. All oh, right. I think that's where I'm, I think I've seen it from. Like either one or the other. What, what's been keeping you busy away all the lockdown and all that? You're still getting a wee bit of training in, aren't you? Like online and stuff. We're getting online training at FPWA. Uh, Andy's managed to hook us up with like a bunch of um, like experienced wrestlers and stuff um, to give us seminars, like talk to us about their experiences and just like different, well, like how they've approached wrestling and stuff. And then as well as that, he's got his Q and A's that um, like just like throwing questions at him because like he's got years of experience. So yeah. it's just good to like get still some learning out of it. 
Yeah, like, I've been to been seminars with Andy and stuff, and like CJ's having that kind of. Because he's like a. I don't know how to put He's like a wrestler's wrestler, do you know what I mean? He's a wrestler's wrestler. All the wrestlers, the fuck, like, they'll <laughs> always rate him as one of their top guys. I did to be fair, like, Anke is fantastic, but he's like so. Apart from how good he is at wrestling, he's really knowledgeable. Oh, yeah. He's proper Like, he stuff. knows his stuff. So, like, if you were just to go to, like, any, like ask him anything, you'd be like, oh, oh yeah. Like, he'll, uh, he'll, like, tell you it. Or he'll find someone yeah. to tell you. And you'll be like, oh, I didn't expect that. Cool. Cheers. That's about, like, see, when we, we train with TJ Rage, he does this thing. We'll see if you ask him to teach you a move. And he's never heard of the move. And he's like, usually it was Ian Skinner. Because he's yeah. just, he just wants... <laughs> he, any move that you've never heard of, any, he's gonna perfect Any it. Japanese move. It, basically, aye. Like, any, any of them, he'll have it. And TJ would just do this thing where he'd very calmly just whap his phone out and be like, all right, let's try this, or- All right, let's let's go for it. Well, no day in it, Paul. <laughs> no the day, Paul. Actually, he's one of the people I miss wrestling on as well, because he's so, have you ever wrestled TJ? I've, I've wrestled a couple of times in tag team matches and stuff. It's an intense experience, isn't it, man? Oh, man, it's terrifying. <laughs> Especially because, like, see how when he's working a crowd, like, I sometimes wonder, like, DJ's gone at this point. This is just something else. Like, that he's been taken by the power of Hulkamania. I do remember the first time uh, I, um, I was in a tag match against him, and I was being, like, you know, the standard cocky heel. Um, I think it was like one of like one of my first matches on like a main show. So I go up to him and I think Krieger's in the corner. I like put Krieger in the corner. I go to TJ, like I go to Rage. And I'm like smack talking him and stuff. And TJ just slaps me in the face. <laughs> I, he just was, that, <laughs> was that like a couple of days after Christmas and and like a up it was like Yeah, that was uh, that was Kinghorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That venue was so warm. There was no it need was for that thing. <laughs> oh. I was I was so ill that day. As soon as I came home, I felt sick. I was like, we're gonna have to get through this match because I'm not like I'm not taking away this booking for myself. So I went through the match, took down the ring and everything. As soon as I got dropped off home, I was like <laughs> Oh, I've been there, man. See, especially like there's been times where I've like been too ambitious with my opening sequences, so I'll be like I running the ropes and I need bother me. As soon as, as soon as I've done anything, I'm just like, just roll me up, just roll me up right now. I don't care if I'm winning, roll me up. <laughs> don't end this. Just, just, I'm not. I don't want to do it. I, I don't want to be here. Just, just let me go to the back now. We actually have a Twitter question. We've just got through. Do you want your Twitter question? It's from. It's from the world-renowned Jetstream Jack. Who have decided? I'll have a question for you. Should we have Jetstream Jacko? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Well, what's the question? His question is: What's your favourite kind of cake? Oh, that's a good one. Don't say something weird, man. I don't. I don't actually like have a certain like. Favorite. I would say probably like a hot fudge cake or something like that. That's a good. Just, you can't go round with one of them, like, you can't fuck that up. Nah, like, even that, just stick some cream on it as well. Oh, it's beautiful. See, I've been really into mini rolls recently. Like, Oh, mini rolls are just, like, unbeatable. Aye, but, like, I don't know why, but see the thought of, like, one of them, but massive? It never crossed my head that that actually exists. Is that but not, the, like, a, a Swiss roll? Cake? Just a Swiss roll. Oh, it's a Swiss roll. 
and I was I, see when I seen one of these, I was just like I've seen them loads of times, but I was looking in the supermarket and I was like, that's a fucking big mini roll. That's, that's a roll. big mini roll. That's a massive roll that. Like I'm so oblivious to shit like that. So we're gonna we're gonna settle on chocolate fudge cake. I would say I would say some chocolate fudge cake can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong. I'll I'll be honest for a, for chocolate it is oddly vanilla, but I'll I'll let you away with it on this one occasion. I mean, chocolate vanilla isn't bad. I would say either that or just going like straight opposite and going for like a strawberry cake, because I love a strawberry cake as well. Well, I was. I was like, I would say, like, you know, the whole today years old thing. I was three days ago years old when I found out that red velvet cake is just chocolate cake with food colouring. Like, I thought that was a full on <laughs> nice ass. I've just broke something in my house. Who really cares about that? I just thought this was this, like, nice ass, like, hang on. It, it's really, right? it looks really fancy when you look it, at a red velvet cake. But then, see, when you get it, you're just thinking, like, why have you put white icing in the chocolate cake then? Like, I'm a fat guy, I need cakes to make sense. I want it to look like it's going to be unhealthy. How are promoters going to call, like, book me as Andre the Giant's grandson? <laughs> if, the cake if the cake ain't it. <laughs> I mean, if, if they can date with Big Show. Yeah. Like, surely they can date with Big Show. I just remembered when you mentioned that, another story about um, Saqib and that. Um, so the first match that I had on a main show, um, I think like, uh, do you know like Stevie Wizard from WWE? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he was doing like the commentary to put on their YouTube and stuff. So I'm watching the match back and Stevie Wizard's like, oh, Omar Mohammed, uh, he's been talking to Saqib Ali, getting some tips from him. And I'm like, I've never met the guy before. <laughs> I was like, are we just go like full gimmick that I'm like a protege of Saqib Ali now? I wish that was my gimmick, but <laughs> currently my gimmick, see because of Twitter, like all our gimmicks, because all we can do then is carry ourselves on Twitter. Like my gimmick's currently Krieger's pal who likes Dr. Krieger's pal. Like Krieger's pal, Dalek guy, I've had, um, somebody just referred to me once as Shitebeard. Uh, <laughs> And I thought if I ever become a pirate gimmick, I'm Sharky Fossil's got that covered the now, but like, if I ever become a pirate, shite beard this. Uh, I hate to break it to you, but there's another guy uh, from FPWA who's gone by the shark as well, so you're you're, you're losing there. Many a shark in the water then? Ma- many a shark, but there's only one tormentor. There's only, uh, there's only one tormentor, just same um, way there's only one of many people like Roderick Jones or the Bulgarian Butcher. Bulgarian. Is it Baker? I, I think it's Baker. Who do you think would win a triple threat between the Bulgarian Baker, oh, the Tormentor and Roderick Jones? I don't think Roderick Jones or the Bulgarian Baker would even turn up. I don't know, like, don't be right, the Baker's a shite bag, there's no two ways about that. Nah, uh, he's like, a shite bag, no one like, likes him. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, a I'm a 110 pound cruiserweight and I'd batter the baker, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Roderick, he's a, I think he's going to show up for the, because he's got the pride of a nation behind him. He's, but, he's from Pontypandy's finest. Is that not where Fireman Sam lives? That's where Fireman Sam lives. I remember um, it was it was Roderick Jones' debut at Resolution and it was 
I think me, um, Robbie Balfour, um, like a couple of WPL guys and stuff, like Leo King and stuff. And Roderick Jones was in the match and that was his debut. And we were like, where's, where's he going to be from? Where, where's Roderick Jones from? And we decided that um, Pondipandi was the best place for him. <laughs> we were like, I mean, that's the only place for Wales. As a as a as someone who's been to Wales, I can say that there is no good suggestion when it comes oh, to no. Wales. I've I got have a few f- family members in Wales and stuff, and uh, I I don't know Barry. <laughs> Barry so Wales. Scotland without the character, I think they just all scared me. Like in Wales, see because like I'm sure they do have a nice accent, but to me it just sounds like they're constantly upset with me. So like I always I, think I've went to Wales. I can hear. I can get. I get behind that. Yeah. I think it's I think it's purely because of Vanessa for Gavin and Stacey. Like that I'm just scared of the Welsh. <laughs> that and an experience I had with a sheep. Alright, what's your uh, what's your experience with a sheep? Well, I didn't do with the Welsh day to it. Uh, but like I did ram a sheep's head with a bike once by accident and it tried to kill me after it, which in hindsight, right, fair enough, I've just rammed it with a bike. Justified. But, like, it gave me a phobia of sheep, and I think that the Welsh have never forgot. Like, and they know... They know that Jason Hyde tried to kill one of their own sheep. They're, they're oh, my girlfriend! Why did he... Why was the Welsh guy fi- Fife? <laughs> well, Roderick Jones, actually, now that you mentioned it. I mean, Roderick I love that... Jones came up. I love that this has actually been. Have you ever seen as well? They there's been um, there's that guy that sometimes like refs, and he looks exactly like Roderick Jones. You know what? Now that you mention it, they do look very similar. Which I forgot, but he is. That's a drawn image. I'm starting to think there's some Clark Kent things going on here. Is that not like Jamie Jones or something? There's Jamie Jones, the ref. And then there's Roderick Jones, the killing machine. I, I think they might be twins or something. They, can't, they have to be related. But I spoke to Jamie and he sounded perfectly not Welsh. Nah, he sounded he sounded from Fife. Yeah, he sounded very, very Fife. He tried to tell me to leave immediately. <laughs> Jamie I Jones see. with his um, Sons of Anarchy hat. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's his staple. See, to be fair, right? That guy fully, like, I'm, despite my £110 cruiserweight joke earlier, that was greatly exaggerated. I'm actually huge. <laughs> and, like, I don't know if it's just pure fucking willpower alone, but, like, I was carrying these things as normal person would with a scrunched up face. And he's just chilling, man. He's, like, launching them into the van, man. He's like, I've got Are things he... today, the day. <laughs> nah, uh, Jamie Jones is a. Uh genetic jackhammer <laughs> he genuinely is like Enough. he can lift up Andre the Giant and like suplex him a couple of times and shit just for the hell of it uh, no just for something to do he, he's got to get his workout in and that'll, that'll only be his, like his, his little warm up I mean Roderick Jones is currently sitting with the the breakouts title I believe but see how when you've got the likes of competitors like the Tormentor the Bulgarian I mean, Baker and I, I would chuck Jamie's name in the hat. I think if Jamie Jones became like a wrestler, he would. I I, I don't see anyone stopping him. I don't see any point in carrying on. Wrestling. <laughs> if, all like, all wrestling is cancelled. It's like 
see if like Eddie Hall started arm wrestling. Other oh, arm wrestlers are quitting. It's the exact same. It's we exist in wrestling because he allows us. <laughs> he only officiates it. That's that's as far as he'll take it from uh, wrestling. Without like actually killing us. I think it's cause see when you're in the striped top, that's where the real power lives. That is it. Like Thomas Cairns and stuff, they they've got the true power. Oh my god, I remember I was really, 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 really drunk once in the cat house and I approached Thomas Cairns and just even though I was drunk, I was just like, Alright, what's happening? And he was he was talking away and all that and then like I don't know how the conversation transpired, but he met me at a show like two days later and he came <laughs> up to me and he was like I thought you were You're just right. a punter. Like, <laughs> I thought you were just a drunk guy who was talking to me. I was like, I, uh, probably because I didn't have a big daft punch mask going and oil in my hair, maybe. Amazing. So, like, See, that's what's... like... No, I, was gonna... no, um, I was just going to say, like, that's the that's the one thing is, like, I don't have a mask or anything, so I'm just me in real life as I am in wrestling. So I can't get away with just like standing at, like outside the show and stuff, like smoking a cigarette or something after I've done my match, because everyone will know. I mean, I think I can I can get away with that on account of the fact that like, I, my, like you hear me talk for two seconds and you know that I'm for a scheme. And like, <laughs> the gee the gee kids cigarettes in the scheme as, as a normal parent would give a dummy. Do you know what I mean? It's like, that, that's, the, that's the way of life. If they're giving you a hungry cry, you give them a Mayfair. If they're giving you a poopy pants cry, you give them a Marlboro Red. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why I mentioned the fact that like I'd smoke outside. I don't smoke. Ah, I, was, I, 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 that was just an example. But it's like I remember when I like I worked in a shop. I would just know every single cigarette company and like different type of it, just because of all the people that would come in and buy them. That's. That's refreshing to hear because every show I go into, I'll ask for the usual type. And even the same lassie who gives me the usual type, even though I don't smoke either, I bring the name for my girlfriend because I'm always sent out. Uh, if she hears that, she'll probably like correct me on that. But okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm willing for a fight. I've not wrestled in so long, I'll probably just fight my girlfriend. You can suplex her, put her in the camel clutch and shit. Aye, that's. Is that. I thought we were supposed to be wrestling from home. That's it. Although in I, my case, I, it's probably. You're working from home, you have to. It's the rules. I mean, at this point, it does feel like... There was a point before Christmas where it felt like all I was doing was editing podcasts from home. <laughs> but now it's all right, because I'm doing them all at once. Uh, but I just need this over, man. I just want to batter fuck. Like, I just want to batter people so much. Like, I miss... Like, I don't know if you would have done this train or if it's a specific TJ thing, but I think it would have been used... Did you do, like, set goes where you, like, go down and then, like, feed back up? Oh no, set goals are like they're, are they bread standard? and Ah, uh, they're standard. See, I didn't know that because we're very sheltered. TJ tells us that other schools don't exist. <laughs> He's like, oh, where did they train? Oh, um, Fife, the Fife Asylum. Fife Asylum. Frankly, no really? real. <laughs> Fiction. It's like as You're soon safe. as you come out of the academy and stuff, you just like awaken, like awoken, just like, oh my god, there's other people here. I thought it was just us. Wait, you mean there's, there's two asylums? There's two. Two? Oh, shit. <laughs> Even though there was one. <laughs> no, so I'm 
what, have you got any like specific plans of things you want to do when kind of the world's fixed? Uh, I want. Well, I would say I want to wear my new gear to shows, but I think at this point it's going to be way too tight for me. I don't know what's happening with that gear. <laughs> I've not like I bought it like right before. Like it got sent to me right before uh, lockdown happened. Ah. Uh, Craig so Benny like, had the same problem actually, <laughs> Big Benny, he was like, he was saying, he's like, I've got new gear and I don't know if I can wear it. <laughs> I think at this point it's just time to just start walking around the house with it. <laughs> just I mean, like get your your parcels, just wearing your gear and everything, just for the hell of it. I, um, I got a new belt and like just put it in with my gear the other day. And there was an assumption made that that meant that I'd lost weight, but what it actually meant was that the last time, <laughs> the last time I had a show, um, the belt broke and I had to tie my trousers together with a shoelace. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and then do a Royal Rumble. I just remembered a story from a gala from last year. It's the reason why I also have a belt in my su- uh, in my suitcase, and I bought it like right after this happened because I don't I didn't want it to happen again. So it was a gala with me. Taylor Bryden, Luke Aldridge, and Roderick Jones, and uh, like there was like the the gala gimmick where it was like the one match, then the second match, then the tag match. So during the tag match, it was I think Taylor Bryden had like put me in like a like a stalling suplex, but he grabbed my tights, <laughs> so ah. he yanked my tights, but he, as well as that, yanked my boxers. So I'm like standing, like no, I'm not even standing. I'm like upside down, like looking down at him, and I could feel like something moving I, like, about. At that point, you were a hand puppet for him. <laughs> I was pretty much a hand puppet, and I'm like, I don't want to be, I don't want to get like accused of something here. So I was like, drop me right now, or these people are going to be mortified. Because <laughs> he was like, you're, not you, just the, the people. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be just like. This is it. <laughs> this is this is it. This is me. This is where the magic here. happens. <laughs> <laughs> so like, he like drops me and he's like, um, but now he was like, when I had you for that stall and suplex, he's like, you were really like moving about, and I was like, I, you couldn't like, I couldn't hold you that well. You're like, you were like, fisting yeah, me, you be- asshole. <laughs> I know. I was like, that's because like you were like about to expose me in front of about a hundred people here. Specifically, kids. That's the worst part. Specifically, kids. Yeah. So is that are you just kind of intending? Is that your intentions to now for after lockdowns fit back into your gear? Fit back into my gear and just get like back onto shows, I guess. <laughs> Anywhere and Aye. everywhere. Same man. It's fucking. It's. I'll. I'll literally at this point. I will wrestle at somebody's back. I'll go back to backyarding. <laughs> Backyard wrestling and stuff. Like I'll I'll do I'll pretend to be the undertaker at sports centres. This is just me promoting myself now. Um, but so you can promote yourself. Do you have any kind of social medias to plug or any projects you want to advertise before we we call it quits? Um, I'm on a show that's coming out called U Turn. You can check that out on Instagram. Uh, on Instagram as well, I've got my main wrestling account called Professor of Islamonomics. Uh, Facebook, I rarely actually use my wrestling uh, Facebook page, but it's at the Asian Sensation. And I still need to change that to no longer Asian Sensation. Or and you need to eat a burger. 
Need a burger. I need to use the. I need to eat a Pepe's spicy, extra large burger. That's you never it mentioned it was Pepe's. That's a different gravy. <laughs> it was a Pepe's burger. The chips at a Pepe's nearly put me in the hospital. Seriously, oh man. It, I mean, to be fair, the their Perry chips are really dry and really spicy at the same time. They put I like. The ones I got, like, the actual chip part was quite dry, but the outside was, like, coated in this weird shit, apart from the, the salt. Oh, no. Nah. it just turned my mouth into bloody carbon, so it did. Nah, it was, a, it was an extra hot chicken XL chicken burger from Pepe's that destroyed me. So it's class, see if you listen to the podcast, this is the part at the end where I fade out and we talk shit. So <laughs> if we do it for ages, it sounds like we're right good pals, and, like, we've got so much to talk about. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, on Twitter I'm sensation underscore CTP. So, yeah. What does that stand for? Um, it was the name of my finishing move, Call to Prayer. However, I've like, I don't know if I'm gonna change it or not. But I'm like, you know what? We're just gonna keep it. Crispy top pizza. <laughs> That's it. It's the crispy top pizza. I'm on to you. I'm on to you, you pizza boy. You're not even I mean, Asian, you're Italian, aren't you? You've been lying this whole time, okay. pizza boy. I'll, I'll like turn off the filters on the Zoom call and stuff and you'll be like, oh my god. Oh my god, are you, are you the mafia? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank I'll, you. I'll rip off the beard and there's just like a moustache there now. <laughs> but that, the same moustache, the rest just Same moustache. <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us. That was actually one of the better episodes. Oh, uh, that has been fun. It's a weird one because it goes so quickly. Because like the I other know. time I had one for like two hours, and like yeah. it felt like ten minutes. This one's shorter though because sponsorships are happening, so I need to get, get them in. But, oh, um, that's it. Hashtag sponsored. Bye. It's going to end anyway, so I'll let you go. But thank you for um, that, and the podcast will be up the first of February, I think. Oh, splendid! I'll, I'll uh, look forward to like sharing that everywhere and stuff. Bye. Thank you for joining me and I'll catch you later. No worries. Cheers. Bye-bye.